What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. The Hawks come up big in Houston and walk away with the dub. <laughs> we'll talk about it right here, right now on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Back like we never left. What's going on, folks? It's your man Edub for the Hawks Beat Podcast. Podcast number two on the day, right? So earlier we dropped our weekly rap podcast and make sure you Go back and check that out. That podcast is still very much relevant. Um, We just kind of looked back on the Hawks week in basketball. We talked about some of the injuries, uh, the updated injury report. Um, We looked ahead uh, to the games next week. And uh, yeah, man, so that's very relevant. So go back and check that one out after you check out this one. (laughs) The Hawks were in Houston tonight. And uh, newsflash, spoiler alert, they walk away with a dub, 134 to 127 in a very, um, very exhilarating ball game, man. It was kind of a, it, it was a lot of back and forth, even though there were only 12 lead changes. The Hawks were up by as many as 20, but um we're gonna get into all the, the all the ins and outs of the ball game. We'll have some takeaways from you. I'll, I'll see if I got any fan feedback, and uh, I'll give you some, um, of course, some takeaways at the end. But uh, like we always say, a big part of what we do is on social media. So we invite you to connect with us on our social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, find us on all of those platforms. Just search Hawks Beat wherever you go. 
wherever you be, <laughs> you can find us. So uh, I appreciate everybody on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, though the main ones. Um, I need to go ahead and send out a TikTok. I haven't done a TikTok in a while. That's kind of uh, the thing that we're kind of new to. So I need to go ahead and send one of those out probably tomorrow. And uh, what are those called? Uh, I guess it's called just a TikTok. <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and shoot one of those out tomorrow for all of my TikTok followers. But um, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Really quick before we get into the game. Uh, in the last podcast, I did update everyone, and I'm sure everyone has heard by now, the updated status on the guys that... Um, have been sitting out because of injuries. Um, there was an update on Bogey. Of course, we all saw Bogey play tonight, so there's no need to update his status. Uh, Kobe Bufkin has been cleared to have practice again. Mo Gay has has been cleared to have a light light work, but he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. And Jalen Johnson, Jalen Johnson has been cleared to practice, so um, hopefully he is on the men and help. Is on the way. <laughs> Yo. And so look, look, let me tell you something, man. It, it Hulk's, Hulk's Twitter just had like a, uh, if there was an aura, if there was a feeling of like help is on the way, it, it kind of seemed like that was the case tonight. You know what I mean? Uh, and them getting a win in Houston was even uh, all the better. But let's go into some of these game notes and see. Uh, what the, what the dealy is, yo? Hawks uh, were coming in as a two and a half point underdog. So if you uh, had the Hawks tonight, you won yourself a little bit of money, right? Um, let me do uh, let me just real quick do the keys to the game first. If you follow us on Twitter, um, I always uh, I try to uh, tweet out a few keys to the game before the game, and then when we do the podcast, we go back and just kind of look at those keys to the game and see how the Hawks kind of measured up. So for tonight's game, uh, I just tweeted out three of them. Here as they go. First key, get back. Transition will be transition D will be big. Houston wants to run. So let me kind of amend that. Houston doesn't really want to run because they have a very slow-paced offense, a slow-paced scheme. They want to play good D, kind of slow the game down. My main point was um, the Hawks transition D um, has kind of been suffering. It hasn't really been that good over the past few games. And so uh, my main point was like the transition is going to be big, not so much that Houston wants to run. So I kind of mis- misspoke there, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, key number two, I said they need to play fast. Easy buckets on the road are always a help. Um, I thought they need to get as many easy buckets as possible. You know, when you're taking the ball out underneath your net every time, uh, that becomes very difficult. So I thought that was big. And um, last but not least, fourth quarter stops. I said if the game is close, going to have to get some stops when they matter. And boy, oh boy, did they do that. Don't want to spoil it, but yeah, they did that. <laughs> Say we'll have a new pod tonight after the game, and that's the tweet. I usually tweet that out before every game, so... If you are new here, if you're new here, if you're new to the podcast, make sure to join the fun. Come on over to X. <laughs> X is it's called. And uh, come join the shenanigans. But um, like I mentioned earlier, the Hawks were two and a half point uh, underdogs going into this game. It was good to see Bogey back um, after a, a 
think it was a two-game hiatus, so he had a couple days off, and he looked good, man. He looked really good. And speaking of looking good, the Hawks look good. From the jump, like from the outset, the Hawks looked really good in that first quarter. Um, they just came out. They seemed poised, like the ball was moving, like there was movement in the offense. And when there's movements in, movement in the offense, this Hawks team is very hard to, to hang with, very hard to hang, hang with because that offense uh, just starts clicking on a elite level. Going into the game, uh, I talked about pace a little bit earlier. Hawks are top five in pace, and Houston is top three in pace. So um, you kind of had two different philosophies going on here. Um, Hawks jump up 10 points early, and I'm like, okay, like we here. I thought DeJounte looked good in that first quarter. I, th- I thought everybody looked good. Um, DeJounte led all score with his 14 points. And I'll say this as far as... As DeJounte is concerned. DeJounte had 14 points in the quarter. And that's good. It's really good. But he finished with 21. And here's the thing. And I I don't want to be a negative Nancy. So, you know what? I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to DeJounte. Let me put a pin in that. Remind me. Remind me. I'm going to come back to DeJounte. (laughs) I don't want to do that now because I'm on the game part. So, let me finish the game part and then I'll come back to DeJounte. First quarter for DeJounte, excellent. 14 points, let all scores. Uh, I thought he was good on both sides of the ball. I thought he was engaged. He was hitting his threes. Uh, Trey was hitting his threes. Like, the Hawks were 8 eight of 16 in that first quarter. Um, like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, that is a lot. 50% from three, and you put up 16 of them, and you make eight of them. Yeah, that's a good quarter. So, um Hawks were up by 10 in that first quarter. And I thought the second quarter, they did much of the same. It was much of the same. They didn't give up much, you know. Um, At one point, I said the Hawks are rolling on both ends of the ball. I think this was the quarter where I think they got up by 20 at one point. Um, I wrote down that bogey looks refresh. Uh, The Hawks were just kind of just... They just look good on both sides of the ball. Like the movement, um, I thought that they got 48 minutes of good center play. <laughs> 48 minutes, like however long a game is, 48 minutes. Whenever a center was in the game, number 15 or number 17, they gave them really good minutes. And I, th- I said, I think that might even be... The story of the game. If you don't go with Trey's 30 and 10 and his streak, the story of the game to me is the center play of the Atlanta Hawks. Clint Capella and Anyeka Okongu were excellent. Um, they got paired up in the first quarter. They got paired up in the second quarter. I thought the first stint, Anyeka was just brilliant. I thought he was brilliant tonight. He was scrappy. He was, you know, he was in the right place. He was finishing. He was just really good tonight. Um, one point in the second quarter. Yeah, I, I mentioned I thought that was the quarter they went up by, t- by 20. Uh, Sadiq Bey hits a crucial four-point play. Uh, got the lead up to 18. And, um, you know, Capella's taking a charge. Like, they were just kind of all over the place. And, and, and I made a mention of that, too, on my notes, like, about the Hawks' bigs. Um Side note, (laughs) Jabari Smith Jr. 
is going to be one of them ones. Like he had himself a ball game. And I know this is a Hawks podcast and I'm going to talk Hawks, but I got to give respect, right? Got to give respect. Jabari Smith Jr., 8 of 14, 34 points tonight and 13 boards. Uh, For a good stretch of the time, he was their best player. So um, I just had to shout out Jabari Smith, man. Like he, he had himself a game tonight. Um, Hawks going a 14-6 run, and then, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Rockets going a 14-6 run. It was about probably the three-minute mark, and I and, and I think that's my fault. It, it hit, let me tell you why I think it's my fault. It was about three, four minutes left in the quarter, and I was like, you know what? The Hawks need to uh, finish out this quarter well. They need to finish out the quarter well. And as soon as I said that, <laughs> as soon as I said that, the Rockets go on a 14-6 run and cut the lead to, like, I think it was 12 going into the half, right? So, going into the half, the Hawks lead 77-65. So, now you're going into halftime. You're going into halftime, up by 12. And for all intents and purposes, you probably should have been up more. But, again, it's it's halftime score is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. So, I said that Quinn needs to show the video of last year's game when they went to Houston. For those who don't know, last year, and that was a game that I went to. I flew to Houston to cover that game. Hawks were up big. They were showboating. DeJounte Murray's bopping dudes on the head in the first, <laughs> the first half. And him and Trey are just kind of like doing a thing, right? Houston comes back and wins that game. And I'm saying to myself, oh, God, please don't let the Rockets come back after a 20-point deficit and win this game again. <laughs> like, please don't let this happen, right? Please don't let it happen. Um, so, yeah, obviously it didn't happen. But that third quarter, and <laughs> shout-out to my guy, Tone. From we, we, <laughs> we talk Hawks TV. He's called the third quarter the death quarter for the Hawks. I don't know what Quinn be saying in those halftime speeches, but he needs to cut it out. Because, <laughs> man, the Hawks came out in that third quarter and they just looked tight, bro. Like, they looked tight the whole quarter. Um, folks just stopped moving. It was just like they didn't look like the same team. Like, nobody really got off for of the Hawks. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. put in 13 in the quarter. He played the whole third quarter. And Rockets outscored the Hawks 35-21. to 21. And all I could, all I could write in that, in that whole quarter was Houston got hot. And it wasn't even a matter of them getting hot. They shot 41% from three. They shot 47%. And for the second game in a row, the Hawks missed all eight of their three-pointers in a quarter. So, against Detroit, this would happen in the second quarter. Started on fire. Second quarter, 0 of 8. This game, first half, they shot really good from the front three. Third quarter, 0 of 8. So, yeah. Needless to say, Houston's back in this game. And their take, they not only came all the way back, they don't took the lead. They don't took the lead. All is not lost, though, right? Because you still got the fourth quarter. And really, when you're on the road, you really just want to keep it close. And in the the fourth quarter, give yourself a chance to win the ball game. 
And that's exactly what they did. I was like, now look, they don't came out in the third quarter. They don't pissed around in the third quarter. The whole third quarter. Like, y'all got that out your system. Fourth quarter begins. Not go out there and play some basketball, right? That's exactly what they did. That is exactly what they did. They go on a 16-3 run to open up the quarter. Um, they start the they start the fourth quarter. Shout out to Garrison. Garrison Matthews got that thing and he shot that thing. He got that thing and he shot that thing, man. And I'm like, yo, Garrison, man, if you're going to be out there, you better be shooting. I, I never have a problem with Garrison Matthews shooting the ball. Some folks be like, man, what is he doing? Bro, that's what he does. He's a shooter, dog. Let that man shoot. Because, I mean, we're not out here for him making plays. Like, we out here for you, for you to be shooting the ball. So you get that ball, you shoot that ball. And I think he understands that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think he understands that. His, his fourth quarter minutes, he played three minutes in the fourth, took one shot, and made it. That's all I ask for him. You take that one shot, you better make it. Hawks going a 16-3 run. Big O had three dunks in a row. Like, Trey hit him on a a, a, a beautiful pass, uh, just down low, kind of creeping back door. Um, Bogey hit him on like an alley-oop play, then it, it, it was like three back-to-back-to-back dunks, 9-0 run, 16-3 run. And you're really starting to feel good about this team, right? There was a flagrant foul by uh, Dylan Brooks, who is such a character. Such a character. He was going back and forth with Trey. And I'm going to see if I can find the audio of what Trey said after the game. Because it's pretty hilarious what he said. But Trey's like, look, man, like I got things to do. I don't got time to go back and forth with you. Dylan wants to talk and he wants to get in folks' head. But like, bro, like you're not even that dude, bro. Like, yeah, moving on to the next. But uh, he picks up a flagrant foul. Um, and big old makes the free throw. They get the ball in, and Bogey get Bogey follows that up with the two, almost a three, but a nice shot from the from the corner. And the Hawks are up by 16 with six minutes left. And so I'm like, okay, like, yeah, they ruled. They rocking and rolling. And then they weren't. <laughs> and then they went back to um, just, just standalone offense. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to just watch Trey run this high pick and roll. And I'm a fan of running something until they can't stop it no more. But, like... They were stopping it. Like, y'all wasn't scored. Like, we needed to figure something else out. Like, run some offense. You know, it was eight scoreless possessions for the Hawks. And they hadn't scored nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm like, yo, like, y'all got to get together. So, um, they eventually get some buckets toward the end. They get a big Three from Sadiq Bay in the corner, and Quinn talked about that in the post conference after the game. A huge three, um, put him up, I think, four or five, I believe. And then Trey went coast to coast on a layup, putting him up even more. And then the rest was just kind of academic, and they actually ended up winning the quarter 36 to 27. And, um, it was just, it was just a, a really gutty win for this Hawks team. Just a really gutty win. 
Um, I thought Big O was amazing in the fourth quarter. 12 points, four boards, five of five uh, from sh- uh, five of five shooting, two of two from the free throw line. He was just in the right place at the right time. Trade nine points, eight points in the fourth quarter. I mean, nine points, eight assists. Um, those two were really rocking and rolling. Bogey was seven points. And so here's my thing. Back on the DeJounte thing. And this is not me being negative Nancy. But this is just pointing out areas to grow, right? <sighs> DeJounte Murray. Finished with seven, finished with 21 points, and he had 14 points in the first quarter. That means you only scored seven points in three quarters, and to me, that's problematic. What I would have liked to have seen from DeJounte, when this offense goes stagnant, you're a leader on this team, like you got to get the guys moving. If you notice, okay, we're running everything to trade. Trey's cooking. Trey's cooking. Like, you have to somehow be a part of this, right? And I, I don't know if it's hard because Trey is so dominant towards the end of the game. And you have to run things through him. So, I don't know if it's a situation where DeJounte has to get better off the ball. Maybe he needs to move some more. Man, I, I thought everyone needs to move some more. You know, I, I thought that a lot of times when Trey was doubled, the four of the guys were just kind of just sitting there like, oh, like, what are we doing? Like, no, nah, there needs to be more movement. And, like, you already see what Trey's doing. And, 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 not even, and not even on some they need to go back to some, oh, your turn, my turn stuff. I just need to see more aggression, bro. Like, I need to see more aggression. And I, I love the way he started. And I said this in the first quarter. In the first quarter, I said, I love it. I said, I love how he's playing. I said, just give me some of that in the fourth quarter. In the second half, he was two of seven. He missed all of his threes. He was a negative 12 on the plus minus with five points. Nah, bro, I need a little bit more from you, bro. Like, I need a little bit more. That's all. That's all. I just need a little bit more aggression, you know, and I don't know if it's a system thing. I don't know if it's just like, you know, he can start and then, you know, if he feels like he just he's not part of the offense. I don't know. I don't know. But um, anywho, if you're going to learn a lesson, you better learn it in a win. So that is that. I was going to play some audio for you guys, but the audio the Hawks sent me was just not good tonight. Just not good. So, anywho, uh, let me read some tweets tonight. My guy Kevin Chouinard from ATL and 29 Podcast said, uh, he said, Quinn Snyder and his presser had more than once tried to emphasize that Sadiq Bey coming off a long rest to hit a three late in the fourth quarter was a huge play. Yeah, I, I said that. I was like, yo, like that three that Bay hit was huge because they were trapping and it was crazy like like it really bailed them out because again like nobody was moving you know Sadiq Sadiq was just kind of hiding in that corner and like you know that's the shot that he likes you know fortunately and uh he knocked it down huge shot huge shot um I mentioned this before I I, I think I mentioned this before but uh Trey Young 
has his fifth consecutive game with 30 points and 10 assists. Um, that is good for the third longest streak in NBA history. It's tied with three other guys, Tiny Archibald, Michael Jordan, and Russell Westbrook. Trey is tried, tied with those guys. Next up, if he if he gets number six, he is going to be tied with the great Oscar Robinson. And if he gets to number seven, he will also be tied again with the great Oscar Robinson. So uh, salute to Trey and uh, just another fabulous night from him. Uh, yeah, we talked in the previous podcast about all-star talk. I saw some uh, folks in Hawks Twitter starting to kick out the MVP stuff. <laughs> Listen, I I think we're oh I think we're a little bit. Uh, I, I mean I'm not gonna tell you what to think or what to tweet, but you know if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But I will say this, and I sent out a tweet to to my guy. Uh, I think it's Michael Wright on NBA.com. He does the uh, the league MVP ladder. Uh, I said, hey, man, I mean, it's time to give some thought and consideration to one Trey Young. And not saying he needs to be top 10. Maybe he, he but I know he need, at least needs to be on that, that, um, that list of notables, right? Because I think he's got his top 10. And actually, let me pull it up while I'm talking because I don't I don't want to misquote and I don't want to miss miss, uh, you know, misrepresent the article, you know, because I respect journalists and I respect the work they do, you know. And so, of course, you're going to have the main guys at the top, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. I have no problem with that. Michael C. Wright. That's my guy. He does a great job. NBA.com. Um so currently his MVP ladder, you got Embiid first, uh, Jokic, Antetokounmpo, uh, fourth, you got Gilgis Alexander from OKC, who's having a great season, uh, Luka, of course, with the Mavs, the next five, he's got Tatum, Halliburton, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, LeBron James. My thing is this, you can throw, you can throw number 11 in there. You can throw number 11 in there somewhere. I don't know where you fit in. We, we can argue about that on a whole other podcast. But you can throw him in there somewhere. You can throw him in there somewhere, Michael. If you're listening to the podcast, you can throw him in there somewhere, Michael. And as these games continue to add up, he keeps on getting these 30 and 10s. He's going to force your hand, my boy. He's going to force your hand, my boy. But, uh, yeah, you know, salute, salute to Michael Wright, man. But, you know, so that is the talk of the town let's go ahead and look at these um keys to the game really quick and see how the hawks did uh number one get back transition d will be good i thought the hawks did a pretty decent job you know as far as transition d against houston is a team that you don't that necessarily doesn't run a lot but you do want to make sure that you are getting back so they don't run up on like you know that they just don't run up on you <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um the Hawks did get 15 fast break points to the Hawks seven, but it wasn't egregious. Like it wasn't like, oh man, they just run it out here. So that they did okay. That they did okay. I said play fast, easy buckets on the road are always a help. I thought I don't I don't think they played fast, but I thought they played smart. 
right? I thought they played smart. And to me, I'd rather you play smart than play fast. Because smart, uh, uh, if you play too fast, you're going to make mistakes. But I thought they made, I thought they did a good job of recognizing, uh, and especially Trey with the 14 assist and only four turnovers. You give me 14 assists and four turnovers, that's one turnover a quarter. Like, I'll take that. You know what I mean? So, um, 31 assists as a team. Uh, to nine turnovers so didn't necessarily play fast I didn't think but they definitely played smart so I'll give them that as well last but not least fourth quarter stops if the game is close you're gonna have to get stops when they matter it's exactly what they did it's exactly what they did um, starting the fourth quarter down by two you're pretty much starting a new game you know uh, going on that 16 to I think it was a 16-4 run in the fourth quarter um, you had to get stops and I, they, they got stops, they got stops and they were very efficient once they started, uh, playing their offense again and stopped being just stagnant and just sitting around, you know, Jabari Parker, you know, he was eating all night. He kind of cooled off again in the second quarter. I mean, second half, but thought they did a good job. Very, very good win for this Atlanta Hawks team. Very, very good win. Um, as far as takeaways are concerned, I'll just give you three quick ones. Three quick ones. First takeaway and the obvious one is this. Um, we talked about Trey's fifth consecutive 30 and 10, uh, tying himself with Russ, MJ, and Tiny. That is a big move. Like, that, that is big stuff. So, congratulations to Trey on that achievement. That's big stuff. Like, he's playing out of his mind. I said in the last podcast, in the weekly wrap, so make sure you check that one out as well. I said that in order for the Hawks to win, he's going to have to play out of his mind. And that's what he's doing. Like, that's what he's doing. Like, 30 and 14 is not easy. And he's doing it like it's nothing, you know. Uh, he's just seeing things on a whole nother level. So, um, you gotta you got to give some respect to number 11. you got to tip your cap to number 11. And for those... That are new here. Ask a long time listener. I'm a straight shooter, man. I'm a call number 11 to the carpet when I have to. And when he plays well, I'm going to give him his flowers. And right now he's playing out of his mind and I'm giving him all the flowers, you know. Um, so, yeah, like that's my first takeaway. Second takeaway is this. The Hawks had top tier center play for 48 minutes. And that was good to see. You know, because I thought that when the season began, I thought that that was one of the Hawks' bigger strengths is the fact that you have two starting centers on this team and they both give you good minutes. And so I thought Clint and Onyeka was great. Onyeka was probably my player of the game. Uh, I, I think I saw a stat where he played the last 17 minutes of the game. Like the last 17 minutes. Like I watched him talk to Tabitha after the game and he was just like... He was dead. Like he was dead. Like it was just like no jokes, no nothing. Like he was he was exhausted. So salute to that man. Salute to that man. Last but not least, and, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, learning through adversity, and you're about to get some guys back. <laughs> so you know, the news on Kobe Buffkin was good. The news on Jalen Johnson was good. Um, so hopefully you get those guys back into the rotation. I don't I don't know if Buffkin makes the rotation, but just having him back in the fold is going to be good uh, as an option, you know. Um, 
because you need to start developing him. You need to start developing him. He, he's the, he's the, he's the project, you know. Um, you you burned the first rounder on him. You got to see what he has, you know. So um, we'll see what that looks like, right? Uh, and of course, our prayers and everything go out to AJ. Hope everything is okay uh, with him. So I think that is it, folks. I think that is it. From here, the Atlanta Hawks take on the Miami Heat. Uh, that will be on Friday down in Miami, and then they have a back-to-back. They will be back home against the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday. So um, our next pod will probably be um, – I'm not sure if we're going to be able to pod Friday night. Uh, so look for another pod probably Saturday after the – Saturday after the Memphis game. We'll probably touch on the Friday night game, but we'll probably be more uh, Memphis heavy game, Memphis heavy uh, in that podcast. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out the Hawks Beat podcast. Make sure you share the podcast with an Atlanta Hawks friend or family or uh, whoever. <laughs> Remember to follow us, uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all time and all time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.